serving. Now here's Chris and Jess. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever what order. What time is it? <laughs> it's quite late. Whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> quite late. Good morning to everybody. Sorry that we're a day late, but we have a good reason. It's the same we're reason that we reason. always have. We were hungover. We're too busy. <laughs> we're too busy. So busy. <laughs> um, which is actually, which is what we're going to be speaking about today because from what I gather, Christopher, mm-hmm. somebody's going to be participating in a little abstinence from the alcohol in the near Maybe. future. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, let me so just tell you about my past week. I, yes. since moving to Toronto, before moving to Toronto, I should, I should really throw it back. Before moving to Toronto about seven months ago, I had a very active and engaging social life, which means I was out having casual cocktails with my friends. I'd say two, maybe three times a week. And I would often come home and have a glass of red wine because it was just like the perfect, like, it's way nice to, to start, do, yeah. you know, start off a nice relaxing evening because they were so few and far between. It was just like a nice way to unwind. Fast forward to Toronto now. <laughs> I'm a massive loner, but I'm starting not to be as much of a loner as I used to be. Anyway, so I kind of stopped drinking. Well, I did stop drinking altogether, really. Unless I was home in London because I can't drink alone or I just I don't drink alone often. I didn't even have my glass of red wine when I was coming home and I noticed a lot of differences and I was like, you know what? It's not really worth it to me, I don't think. Um, but that being said, this past week, I drank Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And that's why I literally could not get out of bed on Sunday Oh my God. I took a nap at 7 p.m. And I only woke up at nine o'clock and I took a nap at two. So so what were what were you doing each of these nights? Like why why five nights in a in a row? Or what was or like were there valid reasons? Well, you know what? I was away with my coworkers and it was one of those scenarios where we were up, we were away for for work and we were all together doing nothing. So we were playing like um euchre we were playing cards like we were you know just sitting around like having drinks and it just got so we were just having you know a great time and it's just hard to say no and you're just having so much fun and the drinks are flowing everyone's feeling so relaxed and at ease so that was night one night two was no different we played this game called anemonia anemone something Uh, anyways it's like a word it was really fun. I won every time. Thank you. Of course. Um, but we were just, again, like having like casual drinks. And for me to have three drink, three to four drinks on a, on a weeknight back to back, it's just unacceptable. <laughs> I just well, can't do it. I can't do I mean, it. It is, it is a lot. So then, I have to say, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, no, then, continue. and then a certain celebrity came to Toronto for the weekend. Excuse you. Excuse me. Alert. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dramatic alert. 
Chris Craigman told me he was in Toronto while he was driving to Toronto. So of course we met up and had some cocktails and that's the reason I couldn't get out of bed yesterday to even to just walk over to my computer to record this. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was not in very good shape either, Hmm. but we had a lot of fun. Like that was a lot of, I mean, I don't know. I know. I think that's the thing to do. You go out, you have drinks or you get together and whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what else do you do? Right. So, so I have to say this though. So, but I, I was thinking about this and I know we're kind of going this way, but I was thinking then on the way home is I'm like, okay, like, well, can you just, you know, go out and not have, have drinks? I wouldn't say like the only time I go and have drinks is like in a social setting, same kind of thing that, that you said, um, I don't really, yeah, I I wouldn't like drink alone, but I mean, the exception would be okay. Like maybe having a glass of wine here and there, but that would be, you know, the extent of it. But I think in social settings, especially, you know, when you're visiting people, if you know, you're going with coworkers after work, that's just the thing to do. It's like, oh, I'll have a drink. I'll have a second drink. And, um, you know, I, I brought this up before I just turned 30 and it's hard to recover like like you used to be able to. I don't know about you, but it's hard to do that. And like now even, I would say most weekends, it's like, okay, if if I'm going to have drinks, it's either Friday or Saturday and that's it. Like I'm not doing, you know, two nights of this. And that, that's hard for me and I'm trying really hard to be good. But so, yeah, you know, obviously I, I got together with some friends on Friday here in, in, in London where I'm from. And then, yeah, of course, from Toronto on Saturday, have to get together. And it's like, okay, it's Saturday night. We're going up to this, um, you know, spot. Why don't we have drinks? It's hard. I know. And especially like, you're right. It was a special occasion, your birthday, everyone's trying to celebrate that. That was last weekend. This weekend (laughs) it's, um, you know, you're in Toronto, like, here's a, a lovely cocktail for $20 that they just lit on fire for you to have this like out of this it world. So experience. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how can you say no? That's the reason that I always end up in trouble is because I have serious FOMO. For, yes. for those who are unfamiliar, FOMO is the acronym for fear of missing out. I'm always like, you know what? YOLO. <laughs> Yo lot for, for some of that. <laughs> you only live one time. One time. <laughs> um, but the the good times just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to say no, but I I've discovered it's very important to say no. Yes, because. Now that I live a cocoon lifestyle, I was a young caterpillar coming to the big city. I cocooned myself for a few months just to kind of recover and center myself. And I think by the spring, I'm going to be a beautiful butterfly that's ready to emerge onto the Toronto (laughs) nightlife scene. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good for you though. See, I... I think it'll be good. So here's my whole take on this. And I'm saying, good for you. Go for this. I'm trying right now so hard to, I would say, like, cut 
back. Like I, I don't know, even like if I go and have like drinks two nights in a row, I'm like, okay, I'm dead. Like, and I feel it like for a few days into the week, like I'm like, oh, like I feel like I'm not doing as well at work. Like I feel like it just has a much bigger effect on me than it ever has before. I don't know. So I think I'm going to try very hard to, I don't know, limit it a bit. And I wouldn't say it's bad now, but it's like if I, I want to choose like Friday or Saturday and that's it and I have to put my foot down. But well, good for you. Well, we'll see what happens. I still say YOLO. <laughs> well, that's what I probably will say too. <laughs> I'm trying to to be good. But here's the thing. So um, I'm thinking this week. Like I know I have um, again an after work thing with some colleagues of mine. Uh, one night this week, going to a basketball game. Another night this week, and those are situations where I'm like, okay, well, how could I not just like order a, a beer at the game? How could I not like just I don't know. I love Caesars. If someone's having a Caesar, I will want a Caesar. FOMO. Oh my God. I love Caesars because you know what? It's the perfect appetizer, to be honest it with is. you. It's a salad in a cup. <laughs> and whenever I'm hungry and I go out for dinner, I always get a Caesar. I usually do end up regretting it because I don't get to finish my dinner because I'm so full, but it's better than ordering an appetizer, I think. It's like two for the, like two, two birds when they're so delicious. <laughs> Yeah. I'm thirsty um, now. I want a Caesar. So here I'm like, I'm like, I'm not drinking. I'll wait. Now, tomorrow, when I go out for dinner with some colleagues, I'll probably order a Caesar now. Look at this. I'm blaming it on you. You should. Caesars are amazing. <laughs> amazing. They're so good. For our American listeners, if you don't know what a Caesar is, it's actually oh, yes. a Bloody Mary. But instead of using tomato juice, they use what God has graced us with Hello? Clamato juice. Hi. Chris? <laughs> that was super weird. Why? I just kept hearing like crazy beeping. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I'm guessing you didn't hear that. I did not. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> How rude. How rude. How dare this computer. My computer did just turn off. Oh, so there we go. Different. Sorry, everyone. As I was saying, Clamato juice is a gift that has been bestowed upon us here in Canada. Yes. And um, it's delicious. And that's what you make a Caesar with. Everything else is the same. You can make a tequila Caesar. You can make a gin Caesar. You can make it with horseradish. You can use Tabasco sauce. I prefer pickle juice with a pickle. Um, the the uh, opportunities and, and possibilities are endless. <laughs> so good. They're delicious. Um, it's not the same so, as a bloody mary. It's way better. Trust me. It is much better, and I don't and I don't like seafood. So for anyone that's like ugh clams, I don't eat seafood, and it's my all time favorite drink. So you you can't taste any. And fishy. I'm pretty sure, like in most Caesars now, like it's simulated like clam flavor, which in itself is odd. I'm surprised I like that. Same as you, I'm not a big seafood fan, or I should say shellfish fan, but. Yeah. Right. They're delicious. Right. They're so good. Oh, I love a good Caesar. Trust Proud us. Proud favorite. Yes. <laughs> um, so the big question is, are you going to be participating in a detox? I don't know. I An really don't know detox. what to do. I, I, so okay. here's the thing. I think I'm just going to try a lot harder so that like, if I'm... <laughs> 
I'm going to try to pick one night a week. Right. And that's it. Just one night a week that you're not going to drink? Well, we'll see. Unless it's a special... No, sorry. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> one night a week that I I will have, have drinks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm very glad you clarified that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm you're sorry. Like, but you know what? I was reminiscing with Nicole the other day about this time last year. Do you remember this time last year? We were out four nights a week easily because we went we went to a lot of sporting events and we were just like doing so much and I was like wow and I look back and my skin was so dull and it's just very interesting I definitely feel a difference when I'm not drinking I feel much better Mm -hmm. not even including the hangover aspect or part of it I just feel a lot better (laughs) Overall, my hair is shinier, nails are longer, skin is clearer, like stars shine brighter. Everything is just 10 times better. It's just the thing. Am I going to give up drinking? Absolutely not. <laughs> I thought about it for a while and it's not, it's not like a, a health choice or anything. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 um, it isn't, it isn't practical for me at this time because it's like a young, hot girl in the city. <laughs> Just kidding. But you make no, <laughs> but, well, <not> you're, really. <laughs> no but you make a good point though too. And I think like I think lucky for both of us, like it's not the way we're talking about this is makes maybe us sound like we're like crazy, you know, we really need help here. But I mean we're both, I would say, in a state where, you know, it's very under control. But you for me at least I notice like the effects on myself when it's like okay if I am drinking like Friday and Saturday, even if it's just like casual drinks, then Monday I'm always kind of like a little bit extra, like, I don't know, lethargic, tired. Like we'll see. Oh, absolutely. I could barely keep my eyes open at work today. Combined with the fact that it was the bullshit daylight savings time, which I'm like, is that that still a thing? Yeah. Do we still need to do that? I don't we understand do the need for daylight savings. Yeah. Don't we all have lights that we can turn on? I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, confused. I'm so confused. It just freaking ruins everything. Well, I think too. So think about this. So then on Saturday night when we're all out, it was probably around like midnight or something. And I actually started thinking about work Monday. I'm like, okay, I like have to be careful. Like I probably shouldn't drink anything more. This is Saturday night, mind you. And I'm like, I shouldn't like really drink anymore because I'll feel like gross on Monday. That's, I mean, I literally, I just, I'm sure that I'm an adult now, I guess, but like, Oh my gosh. Well, welcome. Applause for you. Well, before it was not like that. So I used to bounce back Sunday morning. I'd feel fine. Do you remember those things? Yeah, I remember those days. I remember the days that I would stay out until five or six o'clock in the morning, work at like 11 a.m. till like nine, and then go out and do the same thing again. Okay, that's crazy. I couldn't do that. But you're, yeah, but I get what you mean though, because when, you know, you're younger, you do bounce back quicker. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Those are the days. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And you know what? For me now, it's, it's not just the drinking, it's the poor decisions that I make oh, <laughs> <when> I'm drinking. <laughs> and I don't mean anything like too serious. I mean like, do we need to order Chinese food at 2 a.m.? Right. Probably not. Do I need to have a second full-on dinner? Probably not. Um, 
I just feel like garbage. Then I eat garbage. Then I wake up and still feel like garbage. So I eat garbage again. It's like a vicious cycle. Like I'm always like, oh, I'll just have a hash brown this morning because I'm dying. When really I should be like pumping the vitamins, having a salad. But that's not, that's not, everybody knows that you need to have poutine. Oh, of course. Speaking of yeah, Canadian foods, what is this episode? This is like all about Canadian foods. So poutine, I feel yes. like a lot of- Ooh, we should do a food episode. We should. We'll know what. We'll get some of our favorite Americans on the phone and we'll talk to them about different foods and if they've tried them or not. That'd be fun. Okay. All the Americans that I know that have tried a Caesar tell me it's disgusting. What about poutine? I haven't really talked yet. Poutine. I don't even ask that question because if somebody told me they didn't like poutine, I wouldn't. I, I don't think. Nah. I don't know if I could be friends with them. It's it is delicious. the most delicious thing on the planet. So amazing. I actually went to a wedding where they had a poutine bar. Ah, amazing. Ugh, and that really made me want to get married. <laughs> Just so I can do that too. <laughs> it's so good. Here's the thing though. If it's done right, it's delicious. If it's done wrong, it can be disgusting. True. That's just my take. But how do you how do you fuck up poutine? My question. For those who, who aren't familiar, poutine is French fries with Quebec cheese curds. And I repeat, they must be yes. I guess that's how you fuck it up. Yes. They have to be Quebec cheese curds yes. and then gravy on top. Yes. It's delicious. But how you can screw it up <sighs> is if the gravy isn't hot. Oh, that's I've had true. some before where the gravy's like warm. But it needs to be Ew. hot. Also, just like it I gets agree. cold fast. And then that is gross. Mm-hmm. Like cold mm-hmm. gravy mm-hmm. on barely melted cheese curds. No. See, yeah. I want a poutine. Then that's gross. Then that's gross. I agree. I know. I want a poutine now, too. I think I may Uber Eats one of <laughs> Even though I ate so healthy today because of my poor decisions that I made from Wednesday you, until Sunday this week. I know. I do feel a lot better. It's it's amazing. It's mostly my my like gut area. I think that I'm like, oh, I just feel less like bloated. You know. It, but it seriously helps. Or maybe that's just a female problem. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I don't know. Like it, um, for me at least, that I've noticed this. Like, I would say over the past like two years, more like so as I'm getting older again. This is like turning into such a downer podcast. But like as I get older, I notice the same things. It's like okay. I I have to be so much more careful with what I eat. Like if I eat poutine, I will I will feel gross for, you know, the next day. If I eat, you know, salads with like out of grilled chicken on it, I will feel fantastic. I know, you feel so good, but the poutine is just so good in the moment. Exactly. It's about discipline. Everything is about discipline, I'm telling you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Imbalance. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just, I'm always so I in awe. I admire people who just stick to their, I don't want to say diet because I don't, I don't, that's such a, that word means so many different things to so many different people. So mm-hmm. to their food choices, you know, like I'm a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian actually for four years. Four years? Seriously? Yeah, when I was in my early 20s, I was a vegetarian and I ooh, had a chicken McNugget and was that's all it took. Seriously? Two 
I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had the clearest skin you will ever see. But here's the thing. I don't know if it was the the elimination of meat or just the fact that I was eating so many vegetables. Oh, my God. I ate so many um, like healthy greens and seeds and all this damn bird and rabbit food. It was just like outrageous. But it's it's tough when you're young and you live with other people that aren't vegetarians, um, and you're like trying to save like share meals and whatever. It's it's tough to make a whole separate meal for yourself. Yeah, no kidding. And mm-hmm. especially like so, I would be so tempted if there was like meat and stuff around. At least for me, oh, would, yeah. like I can't imagine. Oh that. my god! Like I said, I was tempted. I was Adam. I was tempted by devil eve whatever i ate chicken mcnuggets they were glorious and then i just haven't stopped eating chicken ever since so delicious i don't but that's the only meat i eat regularly i don't eat beef or anything else i couldn't imagine being a vegan yeah i actually made a vegan chili a few weeks ago how was it i was like this is missing something oh right ground beef so i added that and then it was delicious well, I'm surprised. Yeah. It's just it how is. It is. Speaking of vegans, we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Is Beyonce a vegan? Okay. I'm pretty sure that she is, or she's like a vegan before she goes on tour or something, just to like slim down and get like, you know, even more fucking ripped than she already is. So in. But I think she'll be, she'll be veganizing now for. Her upcoming tour or her rumored upcoming tour. Is it, has it been confirmed? Can we, can we find out? I think it has been. I'm pretty sure oh, it has been. Oh, and she's going with Jay-Z, right? Yeah. So interesting. Because I thought they were like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I should, I don't follow Beyonce as much as everyone else does. Excuse me. I know. Excuse me. I know, I know, I know. This is not what? like good, but... <laughs> But no, I alert the, the the beehive is coming for you. No, just just watch yourself. Dispatching, <laughs> to come get me. Dispatching. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, on the run tour two. On the run tour part two, I saw a funny meme. To, I'm sorry, I saw a funny meme today that said um, the only reason Beyonce is inviting. Jay-Z on her tour, which I was like, yes, it is her tour. And he's just an opening act as far as I'm concerned. Um, But they said the only reason she invited him is because he can't be trusted to be left at home alone for five months. Like, ouch. Damn. Here's my thought. If if Jay-Z can be faithful to Beyonce, is there hope for anybody else on the planet? I I just... How do you cheat on that woman? But I guess, you know... She is just a human being like the rest of us. I guess. But so I th- here's the thing though. I thought I thought things weren't going well and I thought they were separating at some point, but you you think it's maybe like a just a stunt? I don't because I, I thought um Beyonce's sister like attacked Jay Z or something in an elevator. Um, excuse me, I'm going to need you to like brush up on your Beyonce history. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Solange attacked Jay-Z in the elevator. Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I think when you're that level of famous, when you're literally the most famous couple 
on the planet, universally famous. You're worth a billion dollars. There's nothing that you can't have. And there's no repercussions for like maybe poor behavior like that, especially behind closed doors, because you can just pay whoever to, you know, I think I think your whole. So you think that's what happened? Perception of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know about the elevator incident, but the whole um, Lemonade album, I would just like to say the Lemonade album was a true work of art. I was so impressed by that album. It was so visually incredible. And, and, and the music is incredible as well. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I just couldn't, I watch it over and over and over and like bawling my eyes out. Um, I thought it was amazing. And I think Beyonce is a tremendous artist. And I think that she's just one of those people where she has no choice but to be tremendous all the time. She's incredible. She just doesn't have a choice. Like she meets a threshold and then she, she has to just exceed expectations constantly. And she's constantly pushing boundaries. I think she's just that type of artist and successful human being. Um, but I have to wonder if this whole you cheated on me, blah, 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 blah thing was um, an attempt to sell records. That's just me. I have heard this theory before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, again, like, if you don't want theories being made about you and whatever, like, then don't be famous, <laughs> I, I guess. That's my... It would make... Like, yeah. I get I agree to some extent. You never know. It's, it's just... And you know what? I've... Did you watch her old um, documentary, Life is But a Dream, no. on HBO? Of course did you didn't not. know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think she's I remember talented, but I don't like... Everyone, I feel like everyone is obsessed with her. She's amazing. Because she's incredible. Listen, I went through an I'm over Beyonce phase um, a couple years ago, just because I didn't know, was she being true to herself? Or is she just doing this to sell records? And then I was like, mm, she's rich AF, so who cares? <laughs> you know, not that that's like the end goal for for everybody, but she's the best at what she does. So I can't hate on that. I really can't. I wouldn't want somebody to hate on me for being the best that I was in my field. Fair you enough. know, um, I just couldn't. It was like she could literally like lick a popsicle, and people would be like, "Oh my god!" You know, just losing their minds. And, um, I don't know. She's very, she's very smart. I think the way that she, she controls, um, like the, the rumor mill around her Mm -hmm. because she's always been very private about her relationship with Jay-Z and their, their marriage was super private. Like there's no pictures anywhere. The first time we saw the wedding dress was in the lemonade video um, she's kept everything really, really private. And I listened to an interview with her and Oprah, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, where she said, where Oprah said to her, keep your private life private. It's the only way to get out alive in this whole like crazy celebrity and world. She said that to Beyonce. And I heard her, she said that to Beyonce and I, I heard Beyonce saying to her, you know, I always kept that in mind and that's why we kept everything so secret. And I don't know. That's why I just have to wonder if or is she using that to her advantage now to like sell an album or 
Either way, it was the stunt of all stunts. Remember, remember a few years ago when she released the first visual album, like yes, ever, yes. where she had. Oh, that was incredible. She's just she's a stunt queen. She really is. She knows how to do it. She knows how to work the media. It's admirable for sure. If that's like what you're trying to do, then she does it well. And she's an incredible performer. You are incredible singer. You're definitely a member of the Beehive. Um, you know what? I really love her. I love Lady Gaga. I like people who are um extraordinary, I guess, and incredible artists as well. I really love art. You know this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I am a member of the Beehive. <laughs> but I would compare like I would compare Beyoncé like talent-wise to Lady Gaga. Is that fair? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it is. And I almost think like it's they're very similar. Maybe Lady Gaga's a little bit more talented than her, only because she can play multiple in- instruments. True. And I think Lady Gaga is a little bit more original than her, but I don't think she can dance as well as Beyonce. No. No, you're right. So definitely. <laughs> but they did collab on two songs, remember? I do I do remember this. But I feel like, I forget when the last time I saw that video. It wasn't that long ago, but I'm trying to think about why I would have watched that. There's a reason for it. Telephone? Because it was so amazing. Trust me. Listen, a couple months ago, my cousin and I um, just put every Beyonce video on and just sat there being like, whoa, and staring at her, (laughs) watching her dance. J-Lo has always been my girl. Like That was my girl growing up. So I will always have a special spot for J-Lo because she's also badass bitch. But Beyonce and Lady Gaga, you can't compare anybody to them. They're both like amazing. I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think more so than Beyonce. I can see. Yeah. But, you know. I think they're both talented. Yeah. They are. They're both super talented. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Like, is one better than the other? No, but they're both fucking fantastic. I do think looking back to that... Just better in different ways. True. Mm -hmm. Mm Wow. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to go listen to Telephone. I actually have it on my phone. I listen to it almost every day. Lady Gaga and Beyonce, I listen to every single day. You listen to it? (laughs) My life. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. At least... At least once, because it's just such a good banger still. And I love video phone. The video is just so it is good. good. <sighs> it is one of those like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to do after it. this? I'm going to have like a Beyonce dance party and a Lady Gaga dance party. Lady Gaga was just, I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but I just watched season nine. I just finished it this weekend on Netflix. And Lady Gaga was the guest judge on the first she episode. She would be a good judge on that. Seeing the drag queens over Lady Gaga is me every day losing it over Lady Gaga. Okay? Just pick a gaggle of drag queens flipping their shit that Lady Gaga is in their presence and that's me every single time I turn on Lady Gaga. I'm obsessed. Oh, I yeah. feel like so mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's another show that I, I remember watching RuPaul's Drag Race I think like seasons one to three maybe. And then I kind of was just like, okay, no, it's good. But everyone I've talked to that still watches it or started watching it after said the show has evolved a lot. Like it won. It's so good. It won some awards now. I don't. 
it, if it hasn't, it should. It is so good. And they get like A-list stars as the judges now, the guest judges every week, like Lady Gaga. Lisa Kudrow was on it. The people from Beverly Hills 90210 because they made a uh, Beverly Hills 90210 oh my ho God. edition. <laughs> That's amazing. I love the drag queens. I follow all of them on Instagram. All of them from Drag Race. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Their artistry and their talent is so amazing. I'm awestruck every single time I watch them. And I've seen a number of drag queens here in Toronto, mainly because I have a friend that works at the drag queen bar. So we can go. Um, and I'm just like, I'm obsessed with them. Like, I look at them, I'm like, wow. And I only recently found out that you you pad like the hips and stuff because I was like, look at these beautiful hourglass <laughs> shapes. It's incredible. <laughs> These men have these gorgeous hips and these like snatched little waists and these like giant boobs. And they were like, that's, that's padding. Ikea padding. And that's like <laughs> contouring. <laughs> this man is flat chested. Like, oh my God. And every single drag show I've ever been to in my life, the drag queens call me out every single time. I could be in an audience of three people or 300 people and they call me out every single time. I'm not I don't know why. I'm not surprised. My friend said it's because I look like a cat in water. I just look so like, like uncomfortable. Oh, what? So they call you in a bad yeah, way? Like, what? Wait, wait, what? No, no. They call me out. They're like, sweetie, you're too pretty. Oh, to okay. Be. Yeah. No, that's what I was. Okay. All right. <laughs> like they like make fun of oh. me or like, like in a fun, yeah. playful way. Or, you know, they're like, you're not going to find a man here, honey. I'm like, well, maybe I will. <laughs> Like, I just love to your makeup. Can I wear drag makeup every day? It's so beautiful. <laughs> it it does take it's a lot of talent though. Like you have to like I'm captivated. I think it is interesting though. And it's cool of that you, know, you have that perspective too, because I think like me, I'll go way, way back. Like me when I first saw I would say like one of my first like drag shows, I was like, okay, I was like, this is like kind of cool i guess like it's entertaining but i'm like this is like this is stupid but obviously as time went on i I don't feel that way anymore it's like it there's so much that goes into those performances um and most of these drag queens i mean it's been ages since i've gone to see like an actual drag show but like the the time and effort that goes into a performance um and then what they get out of it i mean they're not being paid a lot to do this it is a, a hobby you have to do it as a hobby. So they're passionate about this and to like interpret these like yeah. celebrities or, or artists um, and do a pretty good job at it. I would say, well, it depends on, I guess who you're watching, but <laughs> most of them do a pretty good job at it. The ones you see performing, like yeah. there's a lot that goes into that. Oh my God. They're amazing. It's true artistic expression. I'm so here for it. I'm just like, I can't stop looking at them. I love when they sing Celine Dion. Of course. course. (laughs) Whitney Houston, Britney Spears. They always sing the best songs. Oh my God. And their performances are out of this world. And they're doing it because you're right. They're so passionate about it. I just, oh my God, I love it. I didn't ever think I was such a drag queen fan, but I truly, truly am. And yeah, I follow all of them on Instagram and like like every picture. Okay, well, the next time I'm, I'm in Toronto, I want to go to uh, because it's been so long. You've definitely like experienced oh my God. way more drag shows like recently than than I have for sure. There's no like I haven't seen one yes. in years. Actually, 
Steph and I go to this drag show every year. We call it the best day of the year. Um, we've gone for years now <laughs> where we kind of stumbled on this show by accident one year because I had a friend who was walking in it as a model. It's actually a fashion show put on by like fashion students or something in London, but then it's combined with a drag show. Like it's hosted by a drag Amazing. queen and then they have the fashion show and then the drag queens at the end. And Steph and I were like, what the hell is going on? But we were so obsessed with this drag queen. Her name was Victoria Park. She wore a giant <laughs> fake diamond ring on every single one of her fingers. <laughs> and like giant chandelier earrings and a crown and like a, Just a outrageous. crystal gown. I was obsessed she was like a huge ass linebacker too like she just had like such a deep voice <laughs> i was like what is going on i'm obsessed and she sang shine bright like a diamond and that's a special song for steph and i because of that we just go hard for that song we go hard for drag queens and we go to this show now every year and it usually benefits like the humane society um and it's amazing. We have so much fun. We buy the ticket. Like it's like our favorite night of the year. We That's can't amazing. wait. So yeah, if you ever need to check out a drag show, come Can with Steph well. and I. Oh, it's incredible. Well, it's honestly been so long. I so wish now I, I do like drag. now I want to see a drag show again. And have a Apparently drink. you can now also be a woman that yeah, have, have a, a casual drink, aka yes. 40. Oh God. Um, apparently, yes, what I learned here in Toronto, I'm so cultured now, is that you can be a female that or a woman that dresses up in drag. It's called being a bio queen. Have you ever heard of this? It's before? not called a drag king. No, that's what I thought. No, 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 it's called a bio queen. Mm -hmm. You're a woman that dresses like a drag queen. Like oh, a woman. sorry, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I was like, well, I think you're saying like a, a woman that dresses like a, a man. Oh, no. A woman that dresses like a woman with like the, you know, crazy makeup, like the super contoured what? makeup and like corsets and the wigs. And I was like, I think th this is my calling. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty well how I dress every day. <laughs> and then do like I'm so now I'm super uncultured because I've legitimately never heard of it. So is do bio queens um like do they perform and stuff or is it just more just like to go out or what's like is it about no they perform and i follow one on instagram i will send you um her profile i know her now from just going to see a couple shows here in the city because my friend works there so every time i hang out with him we go there right and so sometimes so, there's bio queens um, that perform as well this is amazing yes yes i'm actually off with this is so yes. cool it's so amazing I actually love the gay village here in Toronto because everyone is just so, whoa, like they just embrace it. You know, I, I love it. In, again, a few years. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. And they always ask me if my boobs are fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like yeah. yours. Mine are real. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. I'm at, yeah. I'm at home there. Yes, but you know this. Course. I've always been at home in the you gay community. Been. They've always embraced me, so I feel like Lady Gaga. But probably <laughs> though, you have so many fans. You have so many fans. It's true. Literally though, you have so many fans. Oh my god. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, what though? That it, there is some truth to this though, and I want to get to the. This needs to be another investigative episode because <laughs> an investigative you know what? report. What? No, What's well, maybe not this episode, but like, so I when I came to Toronto, I was staying with some other friends, and when they found out that you were in the area. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to Jess on the, the way down. Um, it'd be awesome. Like, if we could meet up later. They were freaking out. They're like, what? Like, going nuts. <laughs> like, you literally have fans. Like, it was like they were, they were like getting, I feel like they were getting, like, a little bit extra, like, ready. Like, they wanted to, to look their best. They were, yeah. They were about to be in the presence you of know the what? I'm, always, <laughs> I'm often told that my friend who is gay, he's married to my other friend and he was, he's very, very masculine. Like he's not flamboyant at all. Um, and he was like, I don't know what it is, but when I'm around you, I get so flamboyant. Like I'm so gay. And, and those are his words, not mine. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why that happens. Like I, it just it's just the effect that I have, I guess. And maybe you just yeah, very open, it's like, like it's a th- warming, like like I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> like you are like and you're just like so like positive and so happy, but like but like yeah, if you have a perfect and beautiful too. Like you have this like perfect like winning combination. It's yeah. There we go. <gasps> Compliment, compliment oh hour my gosh. Thank you. The nail serving. I was like, what is this called? The nail serving. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Although, you know what? I did notice that um, our friends, when we were out on Saturday, that you were just talking about, they kept calling me Trey Posh. They wouldn't call me Jessica. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I love you. Actually, you know what's funny? I think even before, though, they were doing that as well because. I was like, oh, yeah, like Jessica, they're like, Trey yeah. Posh. <laughs> like, yes, that's <laughs> Yes, it's me. Yes, yeah. it's me. I love so it. So ridiculous. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's do an investigative report because we'll get multiple I don't know what it is. Maybe I just I bring out the do. best in people. Get multiple callers. Yeah. And it will be, it will be a big series <laughs> and at the end of it the results will be revealed. oh god it will oh my be- gosh yeah it's true you know <laughs> i think the best way to end this episode is with the following story my favorite story possibly okay. of all time i was at the london gay bars rendition of rent <laughs> when you- i remember, you this. remember this oh dear <laughs> Steph and I went because we like to support the gay community, as you know. It was during Pride. We were like, let's go. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Just can I say something as people are listening to this? I I was not part of this. And I know about... Just con- Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so Steph and I had never seen Rent before. So we went and we were like, oh, yeah, it's that song that talks about like 5,700, you know, whatever, minutes, whatever. So we're watching and it's a very like artistic approach, interpretation of, of the play, I would assume. We had many martinis, compliments of our friend Eddie at the time. 
Um, and <laughs> um, so we got like a little bit drunk, I would say. And then we attended the party afterwards because it was opening night, I remember, or closing night, one of, one of the two. So there was a big party. Ed was like, Eddie was like, you have to come. So we went. We stayed until the party was over. And this guy... <laughs> this guy came up to me when the lights came on and he was like um I just have to say that girl you're pretty and I was like oh my gosh thank you and he was like no no like I've been staring at you all night and you're pretty even when the lights come on even like you know now that the lights are on and I was like oh my god thank you that means so much he's like yeah because that bitch over there does not look good with the lights on I thought she was pretty in the dark and I was like Oh my God, like so much shade. I just love this. Thank you. Like my favorite story of all time. So sweet. I was like, that's like a true compliment, I think. And um, because you know, I, I truly find that I'm not often lied to by my my gay friends. They usually give it to me pretty hard. So I was like, thank you. And then so Steph and I went home. We were like, yeah, that was so much fun. And then it was like a week later. That- <laughs> she was she Steph is a dental hygienist and she was telling one of her patients that we went to the play and they were like oh my god isn't it sad that they all died at the end and I was like we were like what like we totally (laughs) we totally missed that part and then she sent me a message being like did you know that rent is about everybody having like AIDS it's about the AIDS epidemic and I was like I hadn't we totally missed that entire portion of the play like we had no idea that people died that anybody was sick we were just like what we were just cackling in the back like with our martinis it was like a total gong show so the fact that that boy said that I was pretty I must have been a mess at the time to be honest with you like well, well I remember I just keep that in my back pocket when I'm having it's a one of the funniest day. stories I've ever heard but and I remember because I saw the play as well and not at the same time I don't th- well no it wouldn't have been at the same time but I remember seeing it as well and then like I was near the front and I remember there were some people that were like very moved, I would say by some of the scenes and stuff. Um, and I was like, and so of course, and like, I knew what the play was about. <laughs> so, um, and I'm not laughing at what the play is about. I'm laughing just because of your experience with this. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> but so it's like, it was just a very it was abstract re- it was interpretation. Really like abstract. there was no, it wasn't clear that people were no. sick or dying as far as and exactly concerned. in your defense. It was, um, it was, ex- there's an extremely abstract version of the play. I'd seen it once before. Um, like I've, I've seen the movie, which I know isn't where it originated from, but I've, I'd seen the play. Um, and then I saw this version of the play and this was wildly abstract. So you were like, you're totally in the clear. You like, I think a lot of people who maybe didn't see it, or understand what it was about would have been caught off guard. (laughs) I know we're mortified. Like people are asking me like, how was it right? I'm like, Oh, it was great. (laughs) What a great play. Like I just, I was just trying to be nice. I didn't know what was happening. Now I do. I still haven't seen the movie or the play, but I I don't know if I want to watch that. It's going to be too sad. I'll cry. It's a good play though. So yeah. Great music. Oh my god. See, this is why you know what? I just have to stick to not well, drinking. <laughs> no what? We say this now. So as a reminder, for those of you I'm sure you've heard this if you listen to our previous podcast, we're going to Las Vegas in less than three weeks now. Almost two weeks. 
Oh yeah, I thought yeah. we were going oh, in my God. two weeks. Isn't it two weeks? Today? Yeah, it's literally two weeks. You know what I was thinking about today? I have to find my passport. <laughs> yeah, find it fast. <laughs> I don't know where I packed it, so I'm gonna have to find it. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Two weeks tomorrow, we're going. Uh, anyway, it's gonna be great. Well, I'm coming. I'm oh, okay, coming. okay. So excited. Wait. Can't wait. Anyway, this was fun as it is every Sunday, or in this case, Monday. <laughs> Monday evening. Oh, <laughs> I'm still exhausted. I personally cannot. After this, get a good sleep, and tomorrow will be like the kickstart to our week. Starting fresh on. Yeah. Exactly. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Bye. We'll talk to you next week. want to hear from you visit us at nowservingpodcast.com new podcasts are released weekly don't forget to subscribe